The following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel. Every blessing of God was poured out on this nation called America. We were, in every respect, a light on the hill. We were a place of refuge for the broken and the lost. But it wasn't just America. The Western nations of Europe at one time were godly. Great revival swept their nations. They turned to Jesus. They walked righteously before the Lord. America was bound together with them. But through the years, Europe forgot about America and about God and scorned us as provincial, as quaint as immorality fled, possessed, and dominated Europe. Now the scriptures are very clear. Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all of his commands, that I give you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. All these blessings will come upon you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. You will be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. The fruit of your womb will be blessed, the crops of your land and the young of your livestock, the calves of your herds and the lambs of your flocks. Your basket and your kneading trough will be blessed. You will be blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out. The Lord will grant that enemies who rise up against you will be defeated before you. They will come at you from one direction but flee from you in seven. The Lord will send a blessing on your barns and on everything you put your hand to. The Lord your God will bless you in the land he is giving you. The Lord will establish you as his holy people Now, we know this is all in reference to the children of Israel as they were entering into the promised land. But God is a God who does not change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The promises are still available for a people who will walk in holiness, in righteousness before him. The blessings are wonderful. The Lord will open the heavens, the storehouses of his bounty, to send rain on your land in season and to bless all the work of your hands. You will lend to many nations, but you will borrow from none. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. Sounds like America, doesn't it? Sounds like America, doesn't it? 
But if you do not obey the commands of the Lord, verse 20, the Lord will send on you a curse, confusion, rebuke, and everything you put your hand to until you are destroyed and come to sudden ruin because of the evil you have done in forsaking him. The Lord will plague you with diseases until he has destroyed you from the land you are entering to possess. The Lord will strike you with wasting disease, with fever and inflammation, with scorching heat and drought, with blight and mildew, which will plague you until you perish. The sky over your head will be bronze, the ground beneath you iron. The Lord will turn the rain in your country into dust and powder. And it will come down from the skies until you are destroyed. In other words, drought and floods, drought and floods. The Lord will cause you to be defeated before your enemies. You will come at them from one direction, but they will flee seven. You will flee in seven. You will become a thing of horror to all the kingdoms on the earth. Your carcasses will be food for the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth. There will be no one to frighten them away. The Lord will afflict you with the boils of Egypt and with the tumors and festering sores and itch from which you cannot be cured. The Lord will afflict you with madness and blindness and confusion of mind. You'll be pledged to be married to a woman, but another will take her and ravish her. You will build a house, but you will not live in it. You will plant a vineyard, but you will not ever begin to enjoy its fruit. The sight you see will drive you mad. The Lord will afflict your knees and legs with painful boils. cannot be cured. And it goes on. All of these curses will come upon you. They will pursue you and overtake you until you are destroyed because you did not obey the Lord your God and observe the commands and decrees he gave to you. I read this, and I weep, because I know the Lord is about to destroy America. Now, you can blow off my words, you can make a joke, but there is a God in heaven. And he is not permissive. I have read carefully the writings and the sermons of Peter Marshall, who preached incredibly powerful sermons in the 30s and 40s. He was warning America then. I remember my earliest memories righteousness was lifted in my home my mother and my father brought the family together to read the scriptures and to pray both in the morning and in the evening the family always sat down to dinner together 
And there we talked about the Lord and about our day. We went to church, both on the weekend, Wednesday night, prayer meeting, Friday night, youth meeting. The very center of our life was the church and righteousness, godliness. There were no televisions in our home. There were no computers or cell phones. There was the Bible. And my dad's, my mother's righteous example of godly living. Today, every ungodly thing is brought into the home, brought into the church. I have watched through the years as America has departed from the Lord. We have the warnings of David Wilkerson, the pastor of the Times Square Church, as he trumpeted the judgments of God that were going to come upon our nation until finally he was taken home to be with the Lord. Please hear me. America is about to be destroyed. Our government is utterly given to wickedness. Our Supreme Court is utterly given to wickedness. Our Congress has given itself to utter ungodliness. Our churches have utterly turned themselves to the world, to walk with the world. Attention of the nation is on money and sports. The attention of the nation is on the entertainment, the Kardashians, and every other unclean thing. Come on, pastor, you say. It's always been this way. No, it has not always been this way. It has not always been this way. There is a direct cause and effect relationship between what happens in the physical realm and what happens in the spiritual realm. And when we turn against God and we glorify homosexuality, we glorify lust for money, we glorify the things of entertainment, we glorify all of the wickedness that has poured into this nation. I remember when I was just a kid, there was great sorrow spoken of from the pulpit because Europe was turning against Jesus. The news was that the cathedrals were emptying, the churches were closing, the cathedrals were being turned into places of historic importance and into restaurants and other kinds of things. The churches were closing in France. Churches were closing all across Europe. I actually had an opportunity to spend a month traveling through Europe 
visiting churches and seeing for myself the utter wickedness. Men and women turned away from the Lord God of heaven. It frightened me. Now I've watched as the same thing has happened in America, except here the churches have not closed. The churches have sold out to the world. So you go into the church and there's a Starbucks franchise in the lobby. Go into the church and there is Broadway entertainment. Go into the church filled with filth and darkness. Go into the church and there's no rebuke for sin. Only entertainment and sentimentality and false preaching. At least in Europe, the churches had the good sense to stand and then even close. I wish today many churches in America were simply closed down, bankrupt. Because they're teaching the people the way to the Broadway, to hell. Let me read this for you again in Deuteronomy, the 29th chapter. You yourselves know how we lived in Egypt, how we passed through the countries on the way here. You saw among them their detestable images and idols of wood and stone, of silver and gold. Make sure that no man or woman, clan or tribe among you today whose heart turns away from the Lord our God to go and worship the gods of those nations. Make sure there's no root among you that produces such bitter poison. When such a person hears the words of this oath, he invokes a blessing on himself, and therefore he thinks, I will be safe even though I persist in going my own way. This will bring disaster on the watered land as well as on the dry. The Lord will never be willing to forgive him. His wrath and zeal will burn against that man. All the curses written in this book will fall upon him, and the Lord will blot out his name from under heaven. The Lord will single him out from all the tribes of Israel for disaster, according to all the curses of the covenant written in this book of the law. That's what's happening in America. God came and supernaturally saved Europe from fascism and from Nazism. For half a century, Europe has been turning from God even now as we are in the United States. Any one of a hundred events could have turned the tide of war in favor of the Axis powers. You name it, random, impossible events happened time after time for the Allies during the Second World War. Europe could well have been Nazi Germany today. It was not a foregone conclusion that Europe could survive the war. But God intervened and caused men to rise up and defeat tyranny. 
Now, Europe's leaders are reinventing this tyranny and ungodliness through its unelected EU leadership. And we are now seeing the result of what turning from God looks like. The church has been nearly silenced in Europe. Christians have been marginalized, elected UN officials in Europe have sold out to the highest bidder, and we can now clearly see what this looks like as they try to institute a one-world government. We see the invasion of radicalized Islam. We see the rape of their women, the murder, the mayhem, all flooding in to what used to be Christian Europe. This is going to come to the United States. It is at our borders. We are already in the process of losing the little freedom we enjoy in America. It is time to draw a line in the sand, and if we don't return to God in mass as a society, we will utterly lose our freedom. Democracy cannot exist outside of a moral people. There can be no free republics without morality. Now let me make a very bold statement to you. It was a statement made by my pastor, David Wilkerson. that America has gone over the edge and it can never be reclaimed. It is over for America. We have gone too far. And God's judgment will now come and destroy this nation. I know that all things are possible in the mercy and the grace of Jesus Christ, and I am pleading with him. I am weeping before him, begging him to reform America, to revive us. We today listen to satanically inspired music, We read our children's satanically inspired books. The author of Harry Potter, in an interview, said the books did not come from her mind. They were dictated to her. They were satanically inspired. But American parents fed these books to their children wholesale to open their hearts and their minds to the demonic. There is a a band that played in Europe called the Eagles of Death Metal. Ironically, they claim they are not really a death metal band But it was the band that was playing in Paris the night of the Muslim attacks this past fall. 
November 13. It was a mass shooting by radical Muslims, ISIS terrorists, in which hundreds were shot and killed and hundreds more wounded. The Eagles of Death medal were playing at a nightclub in Paris on that horrible nightmare night. A night which revealed to all those who are awakened that God is lifting his hedge of protection on these formerly Christian nations of the West. While the Eagles of Death medal were getting started in their satanically inspired music, the audience got to see more than a music show and heard much more than the devil's lyrics. I want to share with you today the lyrics of the songs they were singing as the attack transpired. The first song, entitled Flames Go Higher, these are the lyrics. I'm going to set my soul on fire. My heart beats low while the flames go higher. Strike the match and then the truth is told. I'm going to set my soul on fire. The devil made me a woman. I ain't no liar. Her eyes burn black like the lake of fire. She struck the match and then I sold my soul. For the black-haired girl from the lake of fire. My heart beats low while the flames go higher. Strike the match and then the truth is told. I just set my soul on fire. And then they were singing another song. Screaming and dancing. The Eagles of Death song, Kiss the Devil. Here are the lyrics. Who will love the devil? Who will sing his song? Who will love the devil and sing his song? I'll love the devil. I'll sing his song. I'll love the devil and sing his song. Who will love the devil? Who will kiss his tongue? Who will kiss the devil on his tongue? I'll love the devil. I'll kiss his tongue. I will kiss the devil on his tongue. Who will love the devil? Who will sing his song? I will love the devil and his song. The lyrics continue. Who will love the devil? Who will kiss his tongue? I will kiss the devil on his tongue. Who will love the devil? Who will sing his song? I will love the devil and I will sing his song. As the devil music played, the audience in the band got to see the result up close and personal with death metal reality. The Islamic terrorists burst through the doors with AK-47s. And seconds later, the bullets started to fly across the club packed shoulder to shoulder with 1,500 Parisians and tourists and their bodies started to hit the floor. And all of a sudden, the audience was not interested any longer in the satanic music or in meeting the devil or kissing his tongue. 
they were not eager to go into the hell with the devil. As they realized that they were about to die, they began to scream in terror. Over a hundred people were shot at the venue, dozens dead, dozens more wounded by bullets. Terrorists lined up music fans and executed them one by one, finally detonating their suicide vests. They were eager to go to the devil, but the people in the in the concert hall had no interest now in going to the devil. The explosions from the suicide vests caused shrapnel to rip through the flesh of many. How strange is it that this band, Eagles of Death, who were singing about death and the devil and the lake of fire and kissing the devil on the tongue, as their fans were throwing up devil horn hand signals and shouting and screaming in agreement, as they sung, as they sang along with these demonic lyrics of kissing the devil, so interested in meeting the devil face to face. But suddenly when the bullets began to fly and men were screaming in fear and crying out, the band, seeing what was happening from the stage, hit the deck and began to crawl on hands and knees out the back door. Wonder why they did not embrace the devil and kiss his tongue that night. Yes, the members of the Eagles of Death Metal survived the attack by crawling out the back door onto a side street. I think they'll continue to play their music of exaltation, Satan. Wickedness grows. Wickedness. Every ungodly thing is done. There seems to be absolutely no conscious awareness of cause and effect. You cannot sin against the Most High and forever remain free. His judgments will come. We are seeing in the United States the removal of divine favor from our nation. The United States was a nation inspired by God, our Creator. God was acknowledged with reverence in our founding documents. We were victorious in massive wars against powerful enemies with massive militaries and vast resources, and yet we defeated the most powerful military force in history, not once but twice, in the American Revolution and in the War of 1812. We won the Mexican-American War. America was saved and united in the United States Civil War. That Civil War, was a very clear direction 
and warning from the Lord God of heaven that the wickedness of America was growing to such a place that the judgments of God had to fall on this nation. He withdrew his hand. The wickedness of men's hearts brought forth the Civil War, one of the bloodiest wars in history up until then, leaving nearly a million dead. By God's grace, the United States survived. The South should have won, but God intervened, and he saved us, the nation. Then we won the Spanish-American War of 1898. We won two separate world wars, World War I and World War II, the bloodiest wars in human history, leaving more than 50 million people dead. But the United States of America and our brave military, with the blessing of Almighty God, prevailed in these wars. But as we rapidly as a nation turned away from God, in 1971, five years into the Vietnamese War, an unjust war, a war we should not have ever been involved in, but politically, our leaders, ungodly leaders, led us into that war. And the Roe vs. Wade was filed. And shortly after, in 1973, it was ruled by the Supreme Court of the United States that the murder of unborn children was to become the law of our nation, sanctioned and promoted. Now, the Vietnamese War was already turning against us at this point because Ungodly leaders of our nation were politically forcing our military to play a political game. They would not allow the generals to do the job we sent them to. The military of America, one of the finest in all of history, with incredible valor and courage. They were undermined and betrayed by ungodly presence. Vietnam War turned against America. Our soldiers fought with extreme bravery in incredibly harsh conditions without the full support of our government. I should have gone to the Vietnam War. I was a chaplain at the time. My commanding officer said, Ray, resign your commission. Do not go to Vietnam. I was shocked. I wanted to serve. I was in the naval chaplaincy. And my commanding officer said, Ray, if you go, you will end up getting court-martialed. Said, why? 
He said, because there is a movement in the United States Navy to force the chaplain to simply be a psychological liaison officer between the leadership and the men and our top governmental leaders are trying to withdraw the name of Jesus from the military. No longer would you be welcome there because I know you, Ray. Your heart is to lift up Jesus and you would go into that battleground of Vietnam to win the souls of men and women. That's not what our governmental leaders want chaplains to do. And with great sadness, I resigned my commission from the United States. I was many years later invited by a dear friend to attend his promotion ceremony to major in the United States Army. As I was standing with the captain who was overseeing that service, I was to give invocation. And he said to me, Pastor, you understand that you are not to pray in the name of I said, what? You are not to pray in the name of I said, I only know how to pray in the name of I am a Christian. And when I was invited to service, give the invocation, everyone knew that I was a Christian pastor. I cannot pray in any other name. And I was released to sit in the congregation. Another chaplain came and offered the invocation. I am heartbroken at what I see happening in the United States military as the new orders have gone forth this past week to normalize all training for the Marines, bringing women into the combat units, there is every attempt being made to undermine the working, powerful force of the United States military. President Obama hates the United States military, and he hates Christians. And if you think differently, you need to begin to open your eyes and understand what's happening in this great nation. We have such honorable, brave, courageous men and women who serve in the United States military, but they are being brought into situations that will destroy the cohesive working force of our military. It is the intention of the top level of our government to weaken and destroy the working power of our military. The hand of God is being lifted from our nation and our military. The world's strongest and richest superpower with enough manpower and resources to defeat the entire world if we had 
We had the will and the integrity, but we watched Saigon fall in shame in 1975. I'll never forget watching as those helicopters lifted off the last of our U.S. military. We were defeated and shamed, not because our soldiers and our military was inept and unable, but because of ungodly leadership. We were defeated by a nation one-tenth the size of the United States with perhaps one percent of our military strength. Fifty-eight thousand Americans died in this effort. Three hundred thousand more were wounded. Many were mentally, emotionally wounded as they saw the leadership of our nation betray and undermine them and not support them. These marks of the beginning of our utter deterioration of a once godly nation. Caused us to grieve. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is what our founders said we were entitled to by God. They said it was not a privilege, it was our right. But with the passing of wicked laws regarding abortion, the murder of the unborn, we violated all of our unalienable rights, and the consequences have been. And America will continue to reap the fruits of this wickedness until repentance begins to flow from your heart and mine and from the heart of this nation. Do not be fooled that God does not cry over the grave, the miscarriage of justice of the death of the murdered unborn children. Unless we repent, we are in most serious difficulty for that plus much else that we have now opened the doors of hell to allow the demons to flood into America. Since then, we have ungodly president created disaster after disaster. Look at Afghanistan. It's the very center of the worldwide heroin trade which the Taliban still rules for the most part, killing and terrorizing many soldiers sent to Afghanistan were ordered to guard the poppy. And the CIA secret planes blew cocaine into the United States And in Iraq, another place, our leaders sent our brave soldiers. We removed Saddam Hussein, and look what we allowed to take his place. Anarchy, terrorism, ISIS. America funded, gave equipment, ISIS. Mass murder of Christians. Other innocent civilians killed. And then there was Hillary Clinton proudly proclaiming Gaddafi's death. Proud of it. Suddenly we've seen in recent days 
one of the released emails from Hillary Clinton telling us why America wanted Gaddafi gone. Because he had $7 billion in gold stashed. And he was preparing to open a currency gold-backed. Would have gone against the euro. Other nations would have joined and it would have undermined the petrodollar. We had him killed. So the, the ambassador, security left to hang. Hillary Clinton, president. Our veterans from these wars come home. They break our hearts with their with their wounds and their bravery, their valor, their honor. They come home and they are not welcomed by our government. They're put on no treat lists, death lists by our veterans administration. Some, many, even having their constitutional right to own a firearm removed. Yes, thousands of vets have been notified by our government that despite risking life and limb for the United States, they may no longer possess a firearm. Please hear me today. There are consequences. This is not just about personal piety. I usually deal very clearly with you, and I Proclaim to you the gospel of Jesus, the call to repentance, but please know and understand this reaches far beyond personal piety. We see a whole nation in the process of utter collapse. Our economy is collapsing. There is no recovery from 2008. We are facing the destruction of America. The America that I knew growing up is gone. It will never be here again. It is over. There are consequences for turning from God and entering into ungodly alliances with the devil. Never forget when Richard Nixon in 1971 removed the U.S. dollar from the gold standard, turning the currency of the greatest nation to have ever existed on the earth into fiat paper. Since that day in 1971, the purchasing power of the United States dollar has dropped 80%. Now please understand, 80% of the value of a dollar was stolen from you and me. I remember 1971, my salary that year, $9,000 for the year. Gas was 18 cents a gallon. Married and had a child. And on that $9,000, I was able to rent a beautiful house. I was able to purchase a Mercedes-Benz for $4,000. 
beautiful Chevrolet in that day. 2000. Buy a Coke for a nickel. My wife didn't have to work. Bought new furniture. Now we face total destruction of fiat currency. Fiat simply means there's nothing behind it. There's no gold. There's no backing. It's imaginary. It's it's monopoly money. And when the confidence of the world and America is gone in paper worthless money, the whole system collapses. We have excessive taxation. Now it takes two incomes. Our fiat dollar is on its way to reaching its true value, which is the value of the paper it's printed. The 80% drop in purchasing power of the dollar since 1971 is a direct consequence of the sin of this nation and the judgment of God that has come upon us. I consider all of this. What is the answer? I'm going to be dealing with this topic all week. But I want to tell you now what the answer is. It's found in Matthew, the third chapter, In that day, John the Baptist came preaching in the desert of Judea, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. A voice of one calling in the desert, Prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight paths for him. Every valley shall be filled in, every mountain and hill made low. The crooked road shall become straight, the rough way smooth, and all mankind will see God's salvation. Jesus is coming again. He's going to end this wicked, wicked nation. He's going to utterly end the wicked one-world government agenda that is being ginned up by the UN for the whole world. This man, John, came preaching. He said, you brood of snakes, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath, produce fruit in keeping with repentance. Talked to a man, invited him to come Sunday, and he said, oh, "No, I, Pastor, I'd love to come, but I, but I can't come Sunday. I've got this and this and this to do." Oh, really? There's no urgency in your heart to come into the house of God. There's no urgency to hear the message of repentance and turning from your wickedness. We have too many things to do. We have our our full agenda to get along with the world. What? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. And do not think you can say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. I tell you that that out of these stones God will raise up children for Abraham. 
And then he says, the axe is already at the root of the tree. I'll paraphrase that. The axe is already at the root of America. And every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. America is about to be thrown into the holocaust of fire because of our wickedness and our rebellion against the Most High God. the Baptist came baptizing people who were willing to turn and repent. They came from they came from everywhere. They go, God, send John the Baptist to America. Send men and women who will stand up and warn this nation that if we do not return to God, it's all over. I believe it's already all over for America as a nation, but God can still create something new and valuable of this nation if we will turn. We will do so in great poverty, however. We will turn in great pain and suffering. Do not repent now. Die in your sins and your fault, Christian. Unless you begin to repent in earnest before Almighty God and let Jesus begin to be the utmost, highest of your heart. If you do not give Jesus prominence over every word and action of your heart, you will die in your sins. You will be swept away with the ungodly. As when Jesus comes, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. The winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor, gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Jesus rules heaven and earth. You cannot sin indiscriminately against Almighty God. You cannot fill your heart with the Redskins and the Kardashians and every other wicked thing. You cannot fill your heart with the lust for money and stuff and power. You cannot fill your heart with all of the the whore of Sodom and Gomorrah and think that somehow when Jesus comes, you're going to escape his judgment. You will not escape. And he is coming with unquenchable fire. Jesus is not a sentimental symbol of peace. Jesus said, I came to bring a sword to separate the wicked from the godly. Comes today. Which side will you fall on? Are you still playing with your sin? Are you still thinking that God has unconditional love for you? and that you can walk any way you think you'd like to walk, and that Jesus is going to bless your life. 
His hand of blessing is now being removed from this nation, and the judgments are coming on every hand. If you have eyes to see, see that your personal life is right on the edge with God. Mighty God, I plead for you. Turn from the entertainment of kissing the devil's tongue. I ask that you cause them to stop singing the devil's song. I ask that you would cause corporate repentance in America. That you would cause our president and our Congress and our Supreme Court to fall on their face before you and repent for their wickedness. Lord, have mercy today on America. And listening to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Ray Greenlee. I pastor the National Prayer Chapel in Woodbridge, Virginia. Go to our webpage, nationalprayerchapel.com. I love you, my brother and sister. I speak in such a manner because I do love you. I do care. I want you to leave the wickedness of this world and cling to Jesus Christ. God bless you. I'll talk to you soon. Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory.